You are listening to the Gear 30 Podcast, a community, you could even call it a support group, for people addicted to outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. There is no shame here. In spite of what your spouse or partner may say, we believe it's okay to own five tents, seven backpacks, and 18 jackets. Our slogan, inspired by the great explorer Sir Ranolf Fiennes, is, there is no such thing as bad weather, only inappropriate gear. So if you're an aspiring outdoor adventurer, a mountain guide, or anyone in between, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Gear 30 Podcast, where we talk about outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. Whoa. <laughs> Today's a gear a gear it's podcast. A gear day. Today's a gear, gear. Day. gear day. Not any one piece of gear in particular, but we want to talk about uh, trail runners. Are you in the mood? I'm in to the trail mood. Run? I wish. I am a little yes. bit. I've yes. had... I've, I've Chase is a skier, but, but because of his busted wing... You ran your first 50 last year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. What shoes did you wear? I wore the Topo Mountain Racers. Did you wear them again? Oh, yeah. Hands down. I would have go up a half size, though. They were a little too small, as my toes would still indicate. Did you lose a nail? <laughs> yeah, I lost one. Oh. And the other one, I hasn't lost it yet, but I've got a double-decker going on. So I got a full toenail and then another one underneath it. Is this just from when? September? <laughs> November. November. Yeah. yeah. They they don't hurt. They only hurt for like four or five days after the race, and then they were fine. Okay. But I did love the shoes. They were super comfortable. Enough cushion, but not too much. Um, I mean, we can get more into like stack heights and stuff later on in this episode. Right, but stack height. Let's do it. What's a stack height? Stack height. So it's how, it's how much cushion is underneath the the shoe is that a good way to, uh-huh. to yeah. explain it yeah so your stack height is essentially how high you are off the ground mm-hmm. when it comes to like your sole and your midsole my soul is pretty and high off the insole. ground <laughs> different yeah. soul brand oh. and uh <laughs> and then your foot so okay. like a uh a high stack height would be a lot of hokas have a pretty high stack height to them yeah oh, okay. like, um, 30 a, plus millimeters or so the the ultra olympus has a high stack height but then your, um, you have your barefoot. What are those called? Like the, the zero shoes or whatever that have almost zero stack height. It's just the. Rubber. What's that ultra that's pretty low? The king is pretty low. The king empty. The superior. No, superior. superior. When the superior first came out, it was pretty low. Yeah, the, it still is pretty low. Yeah. Back in the day when they first came out with their shoes, like their first run of shoes, they had the Lone Peak and the Instinct. They had the Adam, or the Samson and Delilah. Or the Adam and Eve, whatever. Yeah, well, I was yeah. going to say Adam and Eve, but that didn't sound right. They had the Samson and the Delilah, which were their super minimal shoes, like hardly any any cushioning in those. Those didn't last very long mm-hmm. um, because they, they came out during the minimalist craze. And then Hoka, on the far other side, became kind of the craze with maximum cushioning. And so Altra kind of hit the middle of the road and they the went, minimalist they did Torin first 
right? And as far as because the, they started going up from the Lone Peak to Torin to the Cushy Cushy. What's, yeah, what's the, the Olympus. Olympus, and, uh, which I have an Olympus. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So they went to the far other side, like really cushioned, and now most of their shoes are sort of that middle of the road. But they still have their high cushion ones. I think the Superior and the King MT from. Um, do they call it the King MT or is it just yeah, the, King, the King MT? King MT? Um, I think those are the most minimal I sh- shoes I on their say trail. I the King is the most runners. minimal. Yeah. Um, I feel like the King has definitely has a harder outsole, a more aggressive outsole, and yeah. so it, it just appears more, to me, more minimalist. There's not as much underneath there, but it's way more rugged. The Superior is a little bit softer underfoot. Um, I have the Superior and i just much feet are different feet are weird everyone prefers their thing but um yeah i prefer the topos so i did um back when i was doing a lot of trail running i i had i'm trying to think of all the brands of shoes that i had i had some some scarpas and some solomons and some um i have did you get any um, variety Scott, I never did have Adidas. Some I've had some Adidas, Adidas over the years. What about Dina Fit? Yeah, I've had some Dina Fit. Shoes. Scarpa, trail runners. Yep. Mm-hmm. Sportivas. Sportivas uh, yeah. Tons of Altras. Tons of Topos now. Um, what a, What about the more traditional names on the running side? Uh, Nike, Brooks, Brooks, and Brooks, and Brooks for and sure. Because I've had Brooks. They're pure grid, and what was the other one that was huge? Mizuno, Mizuno um, and uh, Asics. Asics and Saucony. I remember when I first started uh, running five uh, Ks and then halves, halves and then fulls, and I bought my first pair of Asics, and I p- pretty much turned pro that day. Yeah. Like I thought, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm ser- I'm serious. Yeah. <laughs> I own Asics. Let <laughs> I me mean, look at my shoes. Yeah, like hello. Yeah. Back, back when I was running in high school, I kind of felt that way. I but it, it blew me away. Like I went from just running in whatever shoes I had to buying Asics running shoes specifically for like ca- cross country. Yeah, they were so comfortable. Mm. I couldn't believe it. They just felt so good. And now I put them on. I'm like, eh, I don't really like these that much. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, but anyway, so there's there's a wide ver. There's such a you know, if you're a new trail runner, or even if you've trail run for a long time, but you are trying to get the right shoes, there's such a difference between, uh, I mean, there's there's shoes, trail runners that almost are close to like a road runner, just not very aggressive. Then there's like super aggressive mountain runner, like the Sportiva Bushido or the King MT or whatever, just really ultra aggressive. Or there's like minimal trail runners or there's super cushion hoka or ultra or whatever um and there's such a wide variety between trail runners there's zero drop trail runners then there's like a larger drop 12 13 even 14 mil trail drop trail runners i mean there's such a wide variety and there's there's a place for all of them um you know I've been selling trail runners for long enough that I, I know generally that there are certain trail runners that people like most. Um, and, and usually those fringe shoes, like the really 
minimal cushion ones aren't that and the super super cushion ones usually aren't that they're super aggressive isn't for everyone or whatever so I feel like I've got a pretty good feel of what most people will like but there is such a wide difference between all the different shoes and so so you can't go wrong right or well, I mean, you can yeah you, you can oh well, yeah definitely what do you mean like you can you can't so with all these reputable brands you're probably not going to go wrong as far as quality but you might go wrong with the type the of right. shoe that's best for you okay and and okay. the type of running you do um okay but if some but usually our shoppers who are new to a trail trail running or new to a sport they'll come in and they honest to god don't know what they're looking for right so yeah hey how are you andrew good to see you thank you um yeah so most most runners or people that are getting into trail running they'll come in the shop they don't know exactly what they're looking for and so we ask them okay what type of running do you do you do are you mostly on the trails you all on the trails you on the mostly on the road um are you running on the shoreline where it's not super rugged and aggressive and or are you you know where you go the, the types of trails like i've got at my house i probably have five or six different trail runners um and i will choose a different trail runner for a different run depending on how smooth or how rocky that trail is how many miles i'm planning on doing um if it's if it's spring or if it's raining or if it's uh late in the summer and the trails are completely dry and it's hot like i've got a wide wide range what's your thought about gore-tex waterproof trail runners so i think they're fine um i don't personally this is the time of year right yeah i mean if you're running the snowy trails or mud, or, or spring. mud spring stuff um, but what I find for me is that Gore-Tex, Gore-Tex is good at keeping sand out, which I think is a good thing. Um, Gore-Tex does keep water out, but you also sweat so much that you're just getting wet anyway. Um, my, it doesn't bother me personally so much if my feet get wet from running on a, a wet trail, but sometimes um keeping the sand out and keeping the dirt out and stuff is good for uh, it keeps my feet from getting quite so messed up especially on long long mile days so i don't mind that's something a gator would take care of or well if you if you got a trail runner with a bunch of mesh or something and yeah. you're running on sandy trails the sand will get in and gore-tex will help kind of keep that from happening so much um but i don't like running in gore-tex on a hot summer day like on a on a winter day or an early spring or late fall day or something that's not such a big deal um, but on a hot day whoo it's brutal so so yeah Gore-Tex has its place um, I don't most of most of what I wear does not have Gore-Tex and even when I'm backpacking and I'm expecting rain oftentimes I won't take a Gore-Tex shoe I'll take a real kind of meshy uh, breathable shoe and if it gets soaking wet it'll dry out quicker than if it's a Gore-Tex shoe because sometimes I've found that on my Gore-Tex trail runners if I'm hiking in them all day on a wet day by the end of the day my foot's soaked anyway but then they take longer to dry so then your thoughts about like 
wide toe box and, and, and zero drop. I was convinced, I had convinced myself that, you know, oh, if you don't have a wide toe box, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> like you're, who are you? Right. Um, and of course you're normal because not everybody has wide toe boxes. Um, but if long distance, anything, you know, marathon length or maybe longer, it's like, oh, well you gotta have a wide toe box. Um, and then I, I'm like, well, but I really like my Brooks and they don't have a, yeah, they don't have a wide toe box. Um, but what is the fascination with it? What is a wide toe box supposed to do? And, and is it like, you know, wrong either way? I guess you know, it depends on your foot. I'm sure. Yeah. So a wide toe box allows your toes to spread out. Splay, they say. It's called splaying, I guess. Your toes splay. Yeah. Um, there are nerves that run in between uh, the bones in your toes. And if you're in a tight shoe that holds like the ball of your foot together, those as you're running, the the bones and everything, the tendons and everything that's in your foot are going to kind of grind and rub against each other. And over the course of many, many miles, those can get inflamed. And then it can become pretty painful. And if you're doing a lot of running, um, you can develop what are called neuromas, um, which essentially have you ever like been running and you step on a on a rock in the ball of your foot and it just sends a shooting pain up your foot and leg or whatever well sometimes you can you can get inflammation in the nerves uh, and and cause neuromas and then they get super sensitive so um, you step on even just the slightest mound just wrong and it sends that mm. shooting pain up your foot or whatever and so uh, having a wider toe box allows your your toes to spread out, those bones to spread out a little bit, and so they're not not rubbing against each other, grinding against each other so much, and um, you can avoid some of those types of problems. The other thing that well, but with a wide toe box, you can get other problems. For example, if you're running on real technical trails, and your toe box and the forefoot of your shoe is too wide then you're slopping around and you feel sloppy and you feel you don't feel so sure-footed um, and if your foot sliding around a lot you can get more blisters and other things so you, you, it's kind of um, you gotta find the right width for your foot what's comfortable for your foot and one thing I found is that having a, a few different shoes that fit differently that I can rotate through actually helps me if I'm running in the same shoe every single day, I start to develop certain problems. Uh, like one shoe might cause my Achilles to get a little tight and sore or get uh, like plantar fasciitis in my heel or something like that. Another shoe might cause the balls of my foot to get sore. Another shoe might cause my knees to feel a little sore. But if I'm rotating through these different shoes uh, that I find that none of it none of those problems become such a big problem that they sideline me like if i'm running in a shoe with a high heel to toe drop um because i'm going to be doing a ton of uphill and stuff like that but at the end of that run i find hey my knees are a little sore because i've been heel striking too much and too hard then i run in like a zero drop shoe and my knees don't feel feel bad after that but the zero drop shoe maybe causes my Achilles to be a little sore, my calves to be a little sore if I'm not used to it. Puts more strain on the Achilles and so like I'm rotating through the different shoes and and what I find is if I'm running fast I don't like a high heel to toe drop. 
but if I'm doing a bunch of hiking, I don't mind it so much. And uh, so it's just, it's just all. So what makes a bad shoe? So I want a pair of Patagonia trail runners when they tried to do some trail running shoes. Right. And um, I ran Buse a few times in them, and I had never rolled my ankle more in my life. <laughs> and I'm like, it's got to be the shoes, because then I switched back to the shoes I was using, and I wasn't having the problem. I'm like, why? Why are the Patagonias rolling on? Like, what is the deal? Yeah. Um, like, how can shoe manufacturers, where do they go wrong? Because, yes. And they ended up not, they ended up closing down their shoe department there at the old Patagonia. Right. Uh, so. Pro- probably smart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know, like, what did they do wrong? You know what I mean? Like, where, what happened there? Yeah. So it's, it's kind of hard to, hard to know exactly because. Um, the Patagonia sponsored trail runners were wearing other shoes, but were wearing their clothes. Yeah, <laughs> I remember. It's what yeah. they do better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really is. So shoes can. I mean, there's just so many different things that you can do to a shoe that that cause it to fit differently. Um, some shoes will do like a real heavy duty heel counter. Um, so like a plastic heel counter, and and that wraps around your heel that gives stability to your heel. So if you're running and your heel striking, it helps you keep you from like rotating. It helps keep that centered. Years ago, um, Solomon came out with this new shoe called the XT Wings or something like that. That had this real massive heavy duty plastic heel frame thing, skeleton. Um, this heavy duty heel counter so that when you're running long distances and you're landing on your heel it kind of helps to keep that straight keeps it from rolling and stuff like that um, but then at that time when they came out the more minimalist style of shoes were starting to come out and people were liking those but now you're bypassing the heel strike altogether and you're landing on the ball of your foot so on those shoes you don't need a heavy duty heel counter because you're not landing on your heel so they took yeah, out the hill the, counter, made it real loose and more comfortable, and now you're not having the blister, hill blister problems. You're not having um, those types of things, but you're getting other injuries. So, because we were born to run, if you've read the book, right. and the book goes on to, sh- to talk about, you know, we were not meant to wear the these heavy shoes when we run long distances. And so that's where the, the ultra topo hoka craze, you know, kind of lives is in that zone where it's originally supposed to be like a minimalist system so that your foot does the majority of the work your foot is supposed to do. Right. Versus make up for it. Right. With technology that's not supposed to be there, um, which can lead to injury or over time. But if you, run on a minimalist type footwear over time that should be the best maybe for your foot but um so uh, i don't know i read that book and i was i was a believer absolutely as soon as i read the book he excuse me he made a very good case for why we should all be running barefoot essentially like yeah after that i was like oh yes this is this is the answer um but here's the problem what's the seed What's that? What's the seed we're supposed to eat? A uh, chia seeds. Chia seeds. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I bought some. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I started chia eating seeds chia seeds and, and running and ultras. And there yeah, and, and it didn't do much for me. Oh, I started <laughs> getting all the records on Strava. 
<laughs> I didn't actually. Oh. Um, like secrets out. But here's <laughs> but here's the problem is that um, you look at somebody who's grown up running barefoot, and their body adapts differently. The muscles that they build in their body, how your body's supported, the lig your ligaments, tendons, the strength of those, they develop based on what your body how the the stress and stuff that you you put on those things. And so for someone who's grown up wearing shoes, running in shoes, landing on your heels and all that stuff, your body then adapts to be able to handle that heel strike a little bit better. Um, yes, your your feet might get weaker because you've got a shoe on, and that's that's probably true. But your body kind of adapts to that, just like the runners who don't have shoes, their body adapts to it. So if you go from someone who's been wearing a shoe their whole life, and suddenly you start running barefoot, you're going to get injured if you don't slowly, slowly, slowly tra transition over very slowly because your body needs to kind of rebuild itself and um, to be able to handle those strains. So when I first switched from a, a shoe that had a high heel to toe drop where I was used to hill striking to a more minimal shoe, man, I felt fast and I felt agile and stuff because now I'm landing on the ball of my foot. And after the first four mile run, man, I, I felt great. And then I woke up the next day and I couldn't walk because my calves were so sore. And it literally took like a week to get to where I could just like running. And it took four weeks of running that way and being sore to the point where, hey, now I'm not getting sore calves so much. Um, but what I found is when I started up in the miles, my Achilles started hurting more. And I started having more lower leg injuries. But when I was in a shoe that heel striked, I was having more upper leg injuries. And I actually have a friend. We have a friend. Um, you know him, Luke Nelson, who's a professional trail runner, runs for Patagonia. Does he? He's a does some race directing, right? Yeah, he's does he yeah do he does the Mountain? Polka do yeah Scout Mountain. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, I think we all know him. At least who he is. He's a PA up in Pocatello, and he works with um in in the clinic that he works in they focus on it's like an athletic performance type focus and so i was asking him uh he came and did a presentation for us at the shop one year and i was asking him have you noticed that injuries have gone down since people have started going to these more minimal shoes and stuff and he said no injuries haven't he said it's been good for business good for our business because people are getting injured just as much or more than ever oh, really he said but they're just different injuries now we're not getting as many knee injuries mm. knee problems we're getting more lower leg problems ankles achilles all those types of things it's like because people are getting so excited and they're jumping over and they're they're running barefoot and they're doing all these other things and he said but their bodies aren't used to it and so now they're getting different injuries yeah their knee pain's going away but their achilles their ankles their whatever they're all having those problems and so he says yeah it's it's important that so if somebody comes in the store and says like oh yeah i'd never go zero drop because i know a guy yeah and he got hurt or right. she got hurt or injured that's it doesn't doesn't mean anything okay because that person is different than you are. You've put your body through different stresses than that other person has. And their body has adapted to the stress that they've put their, themselves through. You've adapted to yours. Um, what, what works for me wouldn't work for you, Brandon, and what works for you wouldn't work for me necessarily. Um, 
Now, well, the other thing too is a 155 pound, like a, a 6'2", 155 pound marathoner would not, like what works for him would not work for me, 6'2", 205 pounds. I, I've got 50 pounds on him. I cannot use the same minimal well, footwear. And, uh, and they're five ten ten k half marathoner road who sometimes runs on trails is completely different from a fifty to a hundred mile person who spends all their time on trails. Yeah, yeah, and and so it's just gonna you're just I mean your body will adapt to what you put it through. So you get a shoe and your body's gonna kind of adapt to that shoe, but sometimes you can you can overdo you it. You know what I liken it to. Because over six weeks, anything can happen. It's much like how um, Chase's elbow and shoulder <laughs> adapted to his sling, and now he's now he's got to go yeah. through some painful uh, physical rehabilitation in order to break that. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. it was only six weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and your body was like healing in place. Yep, it healed too quick. Whoops. <laughs> so. We're screwed right now. <laughs> yeah. So depending on age, your body can adjust to a new shoe faster too, I bet. from. I think so, maybe. Yeah. 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 So here's what I suggest to people. If they're, if you're you're coming in and you've, you want to get into trail running or you want to get into running, you haven't done a lot of running, um, you'd... You first of all, you're gonna want to start slow, no matter what shoe you get. You're not gonna want right, to jump in slow? and do ten miles. You might don't do ten miles. You the might okay. want to start by doing just a mile or two, or maybe you're doing a combination of hiking and running some shorter distances on flats or whatever. But you gotta let your body start adapting. And if you go from zero miles to a hundred miles in the first year, you're going to have injuries. Just just be ready for it. Your body's not used to that type of stress. Doesn't have time to adapt. Now, if you've grown up running your whole life, you've played soccer, you've played other sports, you've run and done other things, your body's probably used to that type of abuse, and you're probably not going to deal with the, quite the same type of injuries. Um, but anytime you go to the more extreme side of things, the ultra running and stuff, you're going to run walk for method. injuries. Uh, Jeff Galloway sort of made it famous, um, uh, at least with marathons, and he came up with different interval trainings with it. It's a great way to break in a new pair of shoes or a new yeah. anything, but run-walk method helps. Yeah. Um, but so then getting a pair of shoes, if you have knee problems, if you're having knee pain, you probably want to try a shoe with a lower heel to toe drop. So your traditional running shoes would used to be like 12 to 14 millimeter drop now it's much lower usually your average shoe is going to be like you know six to eight millimeter drop the high end is going to be 12 now the low end is zero drop um but the are we going to go negative drop <laughs> i was just going to ask they that have, question they have actually negative neg drop, drop shoes what is that your toes are higher yeah. than your heel? yeah yeah yeah, um, weird. They call them shape ups or something. <laughs> I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, um, Brandon, Brandon has a few uh, of those. There was a shoe way back in the day. What were they called? They were like, uh, they had some sort of a space type, uh, like, uh, what were they called? Some space sort of space jammers. name. They were like, space jammers. 
Heelys. Uh, <laughs> yes. Heelys are awesome. I still have a pair of Heelys. Uh, I forget what they're called. Is that so you could make you jump higher because it works on your calf or something? Yeah, they, yeah that was... Well, yeah, something like that. Anyway, that yeah, the toe was higher than the heel, and so you were having to walk on your toes, and it tones up your calves and your yeah, legs that's what I'm talking and all about. that stuff. Um. Anyway, so, but if you're having knee pain, that is probably a, in your run, and that's probably a sign, but not a guarantee. I'm not a doctor, but um, it's possibly a Yet. sign that you need a shoe, or you should maybe try a shoe with a lower heel to toe drop. So that when you're running, you're not landing so hard on your heels. You're landing more on the ball of your foot. Um, now, the more you go down in your heel drop, uh, the more your calves, that your gastrocnemius and your soleus, which are the two main muscles in your calves, and your Achilles are going to get worked. And so if you go from like a 12 mil drop straight to a zero drop, you're, gonna, you're really going to feel it in your calves and in your Achilles. And if you try to go up the miles quickly on a zero drop shoe if you're not used to it you're going to risk Achilles injuries and um, Achilles injuries are some of the worst to recover from so just know that if you're if you're going to transition from like a, a higher drop shoe your traditional shoe to more of a low drop shoe maybe do it incrementally go from a 12 mil drop to an 8 mil drop and and have one pair of shoes or maybe a couple pair of shoes there and then maybe drop to like a six or a four mil drop and maybe you don't even need to go all the way to a zero drop but if that's your goal do it slowly and don't overdo it with the miles and the stress and strain and get your body used to it over time um, because it that can cause injuries the other thing too is if you're used to a shoe that's really protective and has a lot of has a lot of um stiffness and other things around it that's causing your foot to the muscles in your foot to get weaker because they're not having to work as hard and if you go to a more minimal shoe that's really soft and doesn't have a lot of support now you're going to risk injuries in in your foot you're going to first of all your the muscles in your foot are going to get really sore um, and tired but also you risk more injury there and so you need to slowly transition over there as well maybe you're running in a supportive shoe but you're walking every day in a shoe that's not so supportive, like a Sanuk type shoe or a, you know, flip flops or whatever, something that doesn't have the support that allows your muscles to, in your foot to work more when you're not doing high impact stuff. But maybe your trout, your runners are still supportive, and then slowly over time you transition to a less supportive shoe. I got a foot injury last fall i think i was wearing flip-flops and sinooks all summer and then something happened yeah and it like pulled a muscle in the bottom of my foot and it I hurt remember, i remember that yeah yeah i yeah. can barely walk the other thing too um so what worked for me when i was 22 165 pounds and real fit and a little stuff, different now and what i <laughs> what i wear now when i'm 33 or however old i am 205 <laughs> pounds and not so fit yeah, they're different. If I try to do what I did back then, I'll hurt myself. And I have to slow things down, tone things down. I have to wear maybe slightly more supportive things. Um, I used to do a ton of backpacking. Uh, even with a heavy monster mountaineering load, I would wear a minimal, like a pretty lightweight trail runner and be just fine. <clears throat> and I could handle it back then. And... Uh, 
my body hurts a little bit more now when I try to pull stuff like that. And so <clears throat> wearing a slightly more supportive shoe when I backpack is necessary for me now. Um, so those are just some things to consider. Um, if you want to, so if you're having knee pain, going with a lower heel to toe drop, if you're having Achilles pain, going maybe a slightly higher heel to toe drop will relieve some of that pressure on your Achilles or do less hills on your workouts, do more flat stuff until it let your Achilles heal. Um, your Achilles heel heel. Got it. Yeah. Heel, yeah. heel H-E-A-L. Um, some of those types of things are, are important. And, and then I do like a shoe that has a wider toe box. I like to be able to wiggle my toes a little bit. And, but what I found is that some shoes that are wider in the toe box can be too wide in the forefoot and I get, they're really sloppy. And so I like a shoe that fits snug through the heel and like the, the arch and then widens at the ball of the foot and the toes. And I found my favorite brand for that is Topo, Topo Athletic. Uh, I find that a lot of the ultra shoes are too wide for me and I particularly the Lone Peak, they're just sloppy on my foot. The superiors fit a little bit better for that. For me, are they still they're sloppy uh, for you? For me, they're still a little too sloppy. I haven't done a lot of trail running in them. I've just tried them on. I got a pair um, right as I was starting to train for this this 50 mile that I did in the fall, and I I put them on. I wore them one run, and I should have given them more time, um, but I just did a short run on them. One's enough. Um, it was the it was a superior, so I didn't do a very long run. It was pretty flat terrain. And I just felt like my foot moved around a little too much for me. Um, didn't feel like my heel and my forefoot was locked in enough. Um, it just kind of wiggled around. I do think that they've Ultra has gotten better at their heel lock, um, but I still think Topos is better. Yeah. Um, but some people love them. If you like a minimalist shoe and you want to really be able to move, or you want not necessarily be able to move, but you want your foot to have room in that shoe, um, then the superior and just most ultras will work really well for you. Um, and it depends on what your foot's work, um, used to like Brighton, um, our coworker that did the, the PCT and the CDT, he hiked both of those trails and ultras and I got him a pair of topos and he hated them. He's like, these are way too tight. I don't like them at all. And his foot's so used to really and wide. He, did, he used the Olympus, right? Uh, he used the Lone Peak Lone mostly. Peaks. Oh, Lone, Lone Peak, Peak and okay. superior. Well. Um, so it it just kind of depends on what your foot is used to, but I'm with Greg. I like the topos. They have that kind of that balance between a, a more aggressive but and then or a topo. They have room up front, but not too much room. Lock your heel in really well. Um, I really like the the Run Venture. is probably my favorite all around, everyday running shoe. And it, I say to compete with the Lone Peak as far as about the same stack high um it's a three mil drop i believe um the mountain racer has a little bit more stack height a little bit higher stack height but i like that for my longer distance days um days that i was going to go over 15 miles it was nice to put that shoe on um or 20 miles put something that has a little more padding on it protect protect my foot a little bit more but if you're looking for a good all around every type of condition shoe man that Topo Run Venture, not the Run Venture, sorry, the Terra Venture. The Terra Venture is my Topo Terra Venture. The Terra Venture. Okay. Mm -hmm. So they, the, look it up. They, 
Go ahead, sir. Um, the Run Venture originally was my favorite. The Run Venture 2, I absolutely hated. They changed it, tried to make it a little bit too minimal, took the back out of it pretty much, and I did not like that shoe at all. I think they realized that as well because they cut that, and now the Run Venture 3 is back to like the original Run Venture platform. Um, and I'm excited to try that one out. I still am a huge fan of the Terra Venture. I think it's a great shoe. Terra Venture 2? Terra Venture 2. Mm-hmm. What about um, the original Terra Venture? Did you like that one? I didn't like it as much. Is it I, too wide? I did like it. Yeah, I feel <coughs> like it was a little bit too wide. Me too. Um, but they narrowed it up a little bit for the Run Venture 2. They traded out the sole package. It's now using a Vibram rubber. I think I like that. I don't necessarily like the Vibram rubber better, but they put a different tread pattern on it. And I like the newer tread pattern. It's a little bit wider, so it does wear quicker. But I feel like it was more aggressive and it handled, especially when it got wet, um, which would probably play to the Vibram side of things. Um, it handled better when it got wet. It also just um, didn't fill up with, mu with mud as easy um, because the lugs were more spread out. Uh -huh. um, so that's some of the things I like about the Terrenture too. The fit was the biggest thing that sold me on it. Um, but that, if you haven't tried out that Mountain Racer, it's a really awesome shoe. Um, I think I've got the Terrabent, the original Terrabenture. The blue, blue ones? Yeah, those ones? are the originals. Yeah. So I have the green version of that. I had the greens and, as well. And yeah. they're too wide for me. Mm -hmm. So I found for hiking, backpacking, they were fine. Uh, yep, that's what I used for my backpacking. you like the Mountain Racer? Mm-hmm. I love that shoe. Yeah, that's a sweet looking shoe. So mm -hmm. I'm with you, though. Exactly with you. The original Run Venture was my favorite shoe of all time so far no that's not true second favorite shoe of all time the original lone peak was yeah, probably was my say. favorite yeah. shoe of all time the run venture original um 1.0 is like my second favorite and close uh the only i like the fit just as well as the the lone peak but the lone peak 1.0 lasted longer um i'm gonna try some of these mountain racers they're sweet i haven't tried the run venture 2 the second version it's just um, so it. i'm not gonna worry <laughs> about it but i'm excited that they went back to the original platform because i love that platform yeah i thought that the terra venture the first version was too wide for me i didn't like trail running in it so much um still better than the lone peak for me but um but too wide but i liked hiking in it just fine but you say that the new terra venture's better yeah i think it's definitely better it's oh. a little narrowed they lock in your heel really well um I just didn't feel like there's as much room up front for my foot to move around. Yeah, um, sweet. I thought it was definitely dialed. I'm excited to try the Run Venture 3 to see how it compares. Um, but I still think for my long days um, or my less technical days, the Mountain Racer is going to be my go-to. Um, it was so comfy. Um, yeah. But that that Terra Venture is it's an awesome shoe. I think I had like I went through two or three pairs last summer and I loved them. Yeah. The one shoe I got this year that I'm excited to test out is the Sportiva Bushido. Um, that's a, a not a super uh, padded shoe. The stack height's not huge, but it's a very aggressive and protective shoe. It's got a lot of, uh, got a real aggressive tread, and it's got some good, um, like, plastic protection uh, from rocks and stuff like that. What I'm excited about, I did a lot of, like, one-hour trail runs last year, uh, just short runs I didn't do a lot of miles I just um like three or four days a week I would go out and do just like a 45 minute to an hour run and so I liked a shoe like the Bushido or the Run Venture or whatever for you want to know what's funny those color matters 
Yeah, it does. Yes. Like, do you buy shoes on color? Well, I find the shoe that I want, and then I try to try find, and find the, the right best color. color that they offer. It will make me change shoes if it's like, I can't do that color. <laughs> really? Yeah. So say this mountain racer, which it's in a red right now only, it looks like, red, red, orange. You couldn't do it? It's okay. It's okay. But if there was an equivalent, like an ultra that just looked better. You'd do the ultra. I'd do the ultra. Would you? <laughs> yeah, I'm like I'm a, a sucker like that. I'm a function first, and then I find the try to find the best color within that. I function. just think because I feel, cause I swap back and forth between my pure grits and my topos, and I do have an ultra, but I usually only wear it if I'm going to do a long road run, which I don't ever do anymore, because they're the Olympus and they're a little too, a little too much. But after a workout or two, I'm like, it doesn't. I'm already adjusted to the the difference of the shoe, you know. And I and yeah. I do like feeling the differences of the shoes, like you said, how you rotate the different shoes. It, it's like probably good for your, yeah, body maybe. But I like. Yeah, I'll I'll wear my pure grits and then I'll I'll just go on like run like yeah okay now I'll switch over to the topo and those wear the topos for a while it's weird yeah I'm I'm the same way but I now I intentionally try to rotate my shoes like before I would just like ah whatever shoe I feel like today yeah like I haven't worn those in a while I'll try those out oh those feel great I'm gonna wear those every day for the next week or two um, now I try to if I wore one shoe yesterday I give it a day or two before I wear it again for a couple of reasons they say that when you do a run on a shoe the eva foam that makes up the midsole with which most shoe companies will use eva foam it packs down and it takes some time for it to rebound hmm. and if you're running in one pair of shoes every day all the time you'll actually wear your shoe out much faster because the midsole won't it takes more than 24 hours for that to rebound properly and if you're just compressing it every single day, pretty soon it stops rebounding and your shoes So you could even buy, say you love to shoe, buy two pairs. Buy two or three pairs and yeah. then, yeah, just rotate them through. So um, they claim that, uh, y- like, if you have one pair of shoe and you wear it every day and you wear it, you'll wear it out in, uh, let's say, two months, if you buy two pairs of that same shoe and you rotate them back and forth, then they'll last... Each pair will last six months instead of just four months. Like you would think that uh, if this shoe lasts me two months by itself, if I have two two of them, then they'll last four months. But actually, if you're rotating them, they'll last six months. So, um, because that foam has more time to rebound, or so the shoe companies say, and the track coaches. Which is the opposite of more sales. What? Right. So. But the here. There's a, a last longer. Yeah, there's a track coach, uh, a local track coach guy that I know. He told me um, that was the case. And so with their runners, they're always rotating shoes because they last longer. Hmm. Plus, plus also rotating through different types of shoes because then they find that you get less injuries that way. So cool. interesting. Sweet. All right. Well, um, there's some... There's an overview. 42 minutes of overview oh, of some That was longer than running. I expected. Yeah. So uh, hopefully that is helpful for those of you that are either thinking of getting into trail running or like to trail run, but notice that, hey, I'm getting injuries or my shoes aren't lasting quite right, or I just want to try something different that I haven't tried before. Um, Those are all things to consider. The other things is if you just find that 
you know, no matter what shoe I, I use, if I go run 25 miles, my knees hurt. Consider that you just ran 25 miles. <laughs> uh, but also, um, losing some weight could, I mean, maybe if you're out there running 25 miles, maybe you don't have weight to lose. But for me, if I go run 25 miles at 205, I can do it. But I'm really going to hurt. I'm going to feel a heck of a lot better if I'm doing that same 25 miles at 175 pounds. I put on, what was it, like 10, 10 or 15 pounds in between a couple of marathons when I was running marathons a little more consistently. And I noticed an enormous difference, difference in just 10 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not always just your footwear. Sometimes it can, there's other, other factors to consider. Yeah. It's weird. That. So if you're, yeah, if you're wanting to get into that ultra running scene, um, there's a lot to consider when it, when it comes to that. Try a bunch of different shoes, but also if you've got a few extra pounds that are hanging on, maybe try losing those and see how much better your joints feel. Chase, I was thinking about you when I, I said know. that. I've put on the pounds over the last two months. Have so you really? 18 of them. 18 pounds? <laughs> Since my surgery, yeah. I don't wow. know how. <laughs> Where did it go? Right um, here, not here. Well, that's, well, you were bike racing and you were trail running a lot, so. Yeah. You were probably pretty pretty darn he, lean. I don't think you understand how active he was last summer. No, I probably don't. <laughs> it's, yeah. Yeah, it's been killing me. Go follow him on Santo. Don't Not right now. <laughs> he won't see no, anything. For when he ramps back up. But uh, this whole podcast, I've been thinking, oh my gosh, I can't wait to get out. It should be like less than six weeks from now, I should be able to start running. So, Which, I mean, I should have caught up because he's been on He's been benched for <laughs> six to eight weeks or whatever it's going to end up being. So I should be like, oh, dude, I'm crushing you now. <laughs> but you're not. As soon as he gets back into it, we're all dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no joke. I've been excited to get trail running this year. In fact, I got some new shoes and everything, but I'm having, I've got some health issues that are going to keep me from running very much for a while. I have to have sur- surgery to fix that. And then maybe nothing I can serious. Get to nothing. No, just 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 surgery just i just can't run just can't for a run little while okay. and uh so i'm gonna try to be hiking and uh try to be biking i'll see if i can bike um but i'm gonna i'm gonna have to find some other ways to to lose the weight pull-ups yeah there you go maybe i should take up climbing again <laughs> it's been a few years so anyway so i might not be trail running so much this this year we'll, we'll see how it goes that's all right but all right well cool good good conversation hopefully you guys all of you listening found this helpful and interesting and uh, if you have any questions for us please reach out to us either on facebook or via instagram or come in the shop or call us up or whatever um, and let us know if you have questions for us that you'd like us to address on this podcast or uh, anything like that reach out and let us know we'd love to hear from you um, if you enjoyed the podcast, don't forget to subscribe and also share with your friends, please. And leave us a friendly review, if you would. Five star. And um, check us out on uh, our website, gear30.com. That's spelled out G-E-A-R-T-H-I-R-T-Y.com. We have a lot of great winter clearance going on, and it's going quickly. And so don't don't wait on that. I think everything is at least 25% off. At least all of our winter stuff is at least 25% off. He who hesitates loses. Yeah, that is 
Who who said that? That was uh, I Aristotle, I, like I think. The Doors or something. I <laughs> think. I think that was Aristotle. Um, Same thing. Uh, then, what else? Instagram. Follow us on Instagram at gear underscore three zero. Like us on Facebook, and I think that's it. Right. Yep. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you on the next episode. See you out there. Ooh.